On this edition of Kiwi Tripsters, we venture to Australia's greatest holiday playground, the mighty Gold Coast. From the beaches, bikinis and theme parks of surface paradise, to the verdant wonders of the Gold Coast hinterland, the mountain villages and luxury retreats, we've got all bases covered. Welcome to the GC. Welcome back to Kiwi Tripsters. Buckle up and take off to spectacular destinations as we continue our journey and share the inside word on all things travel. Whether it's luxury travel or backpacking on a budget, whether it's cruising or foodie trips, we've got you covered with top tips and tricks so you can have an amazing travel experience. And now, over to your hosts, Mike Yardley and Chris Lynch. Welcome aboard another edition of Kiwi Tripsters as we continue our travels through Queensland. It's good to have you with us. I'm Chris Lynch. I'm Mike Yardley. Very good to be with you. G'day, Mike. Now, on the last edition of Kiwi Tripsters, we talked about the tropical North Queensland. Let's turn our attention now to the mighty holiday playground of the Gold Coast. Yes, fingers crossed, quarantine-free travel across the Tasman will reopen. Will it? Well, eventually, yeah. It should, hopefully, before spring, but even if you are planning a trip later in the year, maybe in the run-up to summer, um, there is no doubt about it, when it comes to great family vacays, Kiwis do love the GC. And why not to? I love a feel with the GC. Let's start with the theme parks, my favourites, uh, which we've both had the pleasure of experience, all of them. Um, what do you reckon? What's the best one that you've been to? What do you like the most? Well, if you are an adrenaline freak, I think uh, the dream world gets the nod for always pushing the envelope. And um, I was over there a few weeks ago, Chris, and coming soon to Dreamworld, their latest thrill ride is this reptilian roller coaster experience with a top speed of 105 kilometres and a G-force of 3.8, which apparently is very big. Um, so you'll hang on tight to this gut lurcher, which is called Steel Taipan. It's got multiple inversions and even a spinning gondola at the rear of the train. So that will open later this year, ahead of the summer holidays. Holidays. But Dreamworld has uh, now been going 40 years, um, a real tractor beam for holidaying families. Mm. And in addition to being a theme park, as you will recall, Chris, at Dreamworld, they've also got that wildlife conservation park uh, housing a wide array of animals, including their famous Tiger Island. And uh, when it comes to big screen heroes, Dreamworks uh, powers the proceedings at uh, Dreamworld. Yeah, it's good fun. Um, I'm actually more inclined if i had to choose i'll probably get myself off to to movie world just because i like that kind of hollywood vibe and i like the rides too the yeah. rides are fast and zippy but if you're solo travelers like mike and i did you ever get a fast pass yes that's the best way to do it right it certainly is a lot more stress-free yes and mm. you just uh, walk past everybody yeah and you look at them like they're peasants you're like a it, professional queue jumper yes that's right but you <laughs> feel okay because you're not doing anything wrong so I will, you know if you're doing it by yourself <laughs> get yourself a fast pass do, do you like that movie world I love Movie World, yes. Um, I think they've got a really good mix of thrill rides and all of that Hollywood magic. And I do like how their thrill rides have got that really strong Hollywood theming. So mm. you've got like the Scooby-Doo spooky coaster um, and the Batwing space shot. Um, highly engaging costumed characters spanning Everything from Bugs Bunny to Batman. Um, so selfie heaven, you know, for kids when it comes to all of those characters. All of the Looney Tunes characters are there, the superheroes, the supervillains of the DC universe. 
Uh, and the movie magic really hits top gear with that daily star parade down Main Street, which is very Disney-esque, isn't it, Chris? Mm, it is. Um, and I do want one of those JL52 Batmobiles, which features in the star parade. It's about time you upgraded your car. But that's Indeed. Story. Did you check out SeaWorld? Yes, it is Australia's largest marine theme park, and it's the dolphins, it's the seals, the mm. polar bears and the penguins that are the big crowd pleasers. Nickelodeon characters rev up the entertainment factor at SeaWorld. Um, the latest big thing at SeaWorld, the new Atlantis Precinct. This is going to be a game changer, a thrilling, immersive new multi-million dollar precinct, uh, which is set to open towards the end of the year. Be sure to jump on board the Storm Coaster. Uh, this is like the signature ride at SeaWorld, a rollicking water flume roller coaster ride that goes underwater and features explosive special effects. I like the sound of that. Now, what is Aqueduct? What is that? Well, you might have seen these vehicles around Surface Paradise, very ungainly-looking amphibious vehicles which will ride on the road and then go for a drink in the water. Very touristy, but really good fun. So I boarded an Aqueduct Safaris tour when I was over there in June. And these guys have been around for ages. Um, they've hosted over 2 million happy customers to date, and they operate a variety of tours from Kevalev. Um, their latest offering, and this is the tour I went on, is a 90-minute romp, and it's called Secret Scandals and Sunsets. Uh, and it brings to life the most unbelievable tales about the really dodgy personalities who have laid their roots in surface paradise over the years. A lot of these scoundrels have ended up in jail after building, you know, a really big trophy home on the waterways around surface paradise. So the tour blends uh, a lot of the uh, iconic sites by road uh, before you splash down into Broadwater uh, and take a cruise around those swanky water waterways around surface paradise. Um and I really did enjoy looking at some of those man-made knocks like Chevron Island and those gazillion-dollar homes on those man-made islands. Um, it's equally fabulous to watch the skyline, gilded by the slumping sun as twilight takes hold. So, yeah, a really good fun tour with Aqueduct, and they will leave you with some deeper impressions of the whole Surface Paradise story. You're with Kiwi Tripsters as we celebrate the delights of the Gold Coast. I love the Gold Coast. It's such an easy place to travel to and whether you want to do adventure or just chill out. The foodie scene's pretty good. Lots of dining destinations at surface. So Mike, what did you recommend? Well, celebrity spotting on Tedder Ave at Main Beach has been a perennial pastime. That's where the loveys tend to flock. Um, lots of glamorous restaurants along Tedder Ave. Lots of sassy, uh, sassy socialites and salty surfies rubbing shoulders together in uh, this strip of modern cafes and exclusive restaurants. My pick would be a place called Birdcage Bistro and Bar, Chris, uh, a really buzzing venue mm. and another really popular new destination uh, when it comes to dining, Surfers Pavilion on Fernie Avenue. It's only been open a couple of months. It's got a really stylish coastal-inspired interior, awesome views across the waterways, and the menu is Absolutely packed with tasty goodies, but I reckon the best thing to do is head straight to the uh, Lux Oyster Bar for a plate of freshly shucked oysters. I'll tell you what, they have every type of food there that you want. Yeah. So you're not going to feel like you're missing out. Tell us about the Miami uh, Marquita. 
Yes, I hadn't heard about this place before, but it really is an unmissable experience close to Miami Beach. If casual grazing floats your boat, this is where to head, Miami Marquetta. And it feels like you've been transported to the back streets of Bangkok, Barcelona and Hanoi, all in one. It's a covered food market. It bursts, it bursts into life every Wednesday, Friday and Saturday. So it's essentially a collection of top-notch street food stalls spanning the world. It's massive. They can seat um, about a 1,000 people undercover in this market-style dining experience, and they have live entertainment. They've got on-site bars. They've got this fabulous gin bar, uh, lots of locally brewed beer, specialty cocktails. So Miami Marquetta opened about a decade ago, um, and it's the Gold Coast's number one destination for street Uh, food fair and um, you certainly will give your taste buds a treat at this place do not miss it you checked out granddad jack's too yeah this is actually nearby miami marquetta and granddad jack's uh, is the gold coast's first craft distillery it's got the most fabulous location it's housed in an old surfboard warehouse so it's got that sort of rustic chic aesthetic to it and it's a -a one-of-a-kind distillery It opened about three years ago, and they've got a really strong Kiwi connection. Um, David and Luke Ridden, they head it up, and they are recreating age-old family recipes in memory of David's grandfather and Luke's great-grandfather, who was Granddad Jack. Now, he was actually a barber by trade in Hornby in Christchurch. Um, So each of their award-winning spirits are handcrafted on site, and they have won so many awards, these guys. They recently were crowned the producers of the world's best liqueur coffee. Um, So lots of really nice um, uh, libations to check out, but it's their gin, Granddad Jack's gin, which I think is particularly good. (laughs) What about culture? Where's good? Well, if you want a dose of culture, uh, head to Hotta, home of the arts. And this is uh, wrapped in parklands and a beautiful lake just behind the tall towers of Surface Paradise. The latest jewel at Hotta is the gallery, the new Hotta Gallery, which has injected the Gold Coast with some serious cultural cachet. It took about three years to construct, and um, they have got the most magnificent array of art in this six-storey gallery at Hotter. Um, It's only been open since May, and it uh, costs about $60 million to build this facility. But yeah, you've got six floors brimming with works. The size of the installations of some of these artworks, Chris, are just colossal, um, massive installations. So you've got a feast of stimulating eye candy to immerse yourself in at Hotter. Now, with the likes of Surface Paradise, there are so many places to stay, so many different places available, every different kind of budget. Where did you base yourself? Did you stay in Surface Paradise? No, I decided I would go a little bit more low tempo. So heading south from Surface, as if you were heading towards New South Wales, um, I stayed at Burley Heads. Uh, The locals just call it Burley. And if you look at a map of the Gold Coast, it sits like a comma between Surface Paradise and Coolangatta. Um, and it's just such a nice sort of villagey uh, tourist hotspot, um, far less frenetic than Surface Paradise. 
And if you um, are big into your swimming, generally the waters are less choppy at Burley than Surface Paradise. They've also got this magnificent headland, hence the name Burley Heads. Mm. And the headland is a national park, Burley Heads National Park, which um, is just the most fabulous place to go for strolls through the trees, great picnic spots. The Burley Foreshore um, is uh, clad in a whole lot of these very fragrant pine trees, which are also a really nice sort of location for picnicking or barbecuing. Uh, Oceanfront dining is superb. It's like the fish have jumped straight out of the sea. And there's a really funky cafe culture in Burley Head, so you'll really enjoy it. Hmm, You've sold it to me. Um, Listen, coming up, uh, we swap the beach for the bush. Mike talks to Jane O'Reilly from O'Reilly's Rainforest Retreat as we hoist ourselves up into the Gold Coast hinterland. Stay tuned. Kiwi Tripsters will be right back after this break. From theme park trills, golden beaches and the birthplace of bikinis to the ravishing world heritage listed beauty of the hinterland and ancient rainforests, start planning a great getaway to the Gold Coast. From the glitter strip of surface paradise to the mountain villages and forest trails of the scenic rim, the Gold Coast bursts with a world of possibilities. Make your first stop the region's official website, queensland.com. You're with Kiwi Tripsters, I'm Mike Yardley. Now, when you need a breather from all of the bling and the bright lights of the GC's glitter strip, you cannot do better than to spirit yourself away to Lamington National Park and O'Reilly's Rainforest Retreat. It's a nature escape steeped in history, and it's a pleasure to be joined from O'Reilly's by Jane O'Reilly. Very good to see you, Jane. Good morning, Mike. How are you? Very good, thank you. The sense of history at O'Reilly's Rainforest Retreat is all pervasive. And I mean, as a member of the family, you must be so stoked to be adding another chapter to this living legacy. Yeah, look, we're very lucky. The retreat opened in 1926, um, and that was by my grandfather and his brothers and sisters. And to be able to carry on that that legacy and be custodians of the area of the world that we're in is just so special. And I think the whole family is proud to continue that on. What do you think those um, early O'Reilly's would make of COVID? (laughs) In true farmer spirit, they'd probably think it's much ado about nothing. And they'd, (laughs) they'd continue on and milk the cows and continue. Is it true, by the way, in terms of uh, those early years when they were running the dairy before they got into like the, the tourism game, is it true that by the time uh, the cream made its way down, a, a lot of the time it had turned or churned into butter? That's exactly right. Why they decided to move to the top of a mountain far mm. away from the local sort of market and then try and take milk down the side of a mountain on a horse is yeah. beyond all of us. But, yes, you're absolutely true. It, it did turn to butter. Um, <laughs> and then they finally came up with those flat-sided cream cans so they didn't yes. roll around on the side of a horse. Amazing. Mm. From over a century of so much rich family history at the site, what stands out for you, Jane, in terms of, you know, historic nuggets or, or major milestones that you're so proud of? Look, at, I think every generation has its own real milestone, obviously for the first generation, A, just opening the retreat, but also the Stinson Air disaster. That's that's a fairly major um, component of that first generation. 
the second generation, that was my father, dad, and, and his brother, Big Pete, um, you know, they were such a great partnership. Dad was all about business and Big Pete was all about the environment. So they were such a great partnership in moving that business forward and growing it in a real you're welcoming everybody into the home. So we had so many guests that came back year after year. We as kids who grew up on the mountain would know what time of year it was by who was staying because the same kids came back, the same families came back. So that's really lovely. But our generation, so we're the third generation, um, a big milestone for us was the building. We had 48 villas, self-contained villas um, built in 2008. They were finished. And then also we've just redeveloped the campground as well. So I think they're, they're quite big milestones that will we'll continue on uh, for the next you generation. Absolutely. Uh, you mentioned the, the Stinson air crash story. It wasn't something I was aware of before I visited O'Reilly's, and it's just staggering, that story. Is that a big draw to the retreat, particularly amongst Australians who have heard about uh, the air crash and the, and the rescue mm. um, of, you know, of a couple of those survivors? Um, is it well known in Australia? It's interesting. A, a lot of people seem to have heard of it. It sits right. in the back of their mind somewhere, whether it be because of their grandparents knew about it because it happened in 1937. Yeah. Um, a lot of younger people know about it today because we do a walk out to the crash site which is 37 kilometres in one day. And it's it's sort of an iconic walk. And we follow in Bernard's footsteps, who was the my great uncle who found the yes. crash. Um, and so people challenge themselves to take on that walk. But also it's a learning, it's a history, it's it's following in his footsteps. So it's it's more than just a tick of the box sort of walk. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's it's lovely. We we grew up hearing about this incident, of course, and didn't take much notice of it really it was just something that was <laughs> we always heard about so yeah my appreciation of it has grown a lot more since I've gotten a bit older yeah and of course you've got the replica of the Stinson that appeared in the movie uh, on site at O'Reilly's right yes yeah. yes we do yeah. parked on the front lawn which confuses many people who haven't heard of the Stinson <laughs> before I thought you might have opened up an airstrip you say, so. <laughs> a helipad would be more useful up there yeah, that's true, yeah. The ecotourism endeavours uh, at O'Reilly's long predated the the term, you know, the coining of the phrase ecotourism. Does um, that um, pioneering spirit, uh, embracing nature, living with nature, all things sustainability, does that keep you on your toes? Are you always looking at sort of, you know, pushing the bar higher on that? Yeah, look, I think we feel a real... Um, a need and and almost a, a, a what's the word I'm trying to look for? But we feel that we have to protect the environment we're in. We're custodians of it for the next generation and for everybody else that comes to visit our part yeah. of the world. Um, we can always do more, but I think we do what we can as a business. It's a little bit difficult in a in a sort of semi remote area, um, but we do always strive to keep that in the forefront of everything that we do for sure. You mentioned uh, the 37k walk uh, to the Stinson air crash site. Obviously, you've got a huge array of walks of various lengths uh, wrapped all around the retreat. Uh, but I would imagine, Jane, for a lot of people, when they hear of O'Reilly's, they think of that short and sweet treetop walk, right? Yes. Yes, they do. And that was actually the first of its kind, yeah. um, that treetop walk. And that was um, the idea of my uncle, Peter, the second generation. And... Um, they put that together. It was uh, It's 40 years old now, I think it is. Um, 
1987, and wasn't it? 1987, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Thank you. And it was such a big milestone for us. But what I love about it, it's still free. It's still open to everybody. So anyone yeah. can come up and enjoy the treetop walk. It's fully accessible. And it's, yeah, it's lovely. And you've got to love those booyong trees. <laughs> Absolutely. Actually, there's a fantastic, you know, a strangular fig tree yes. right at the beginning of the treetop walk. That's right. Walk, and you yes. can look right up the centre of it because it's hollow. Yeah. Um, we spent many an hour climbing up the centre of that as children. <laughs> the variety of accommodation options is very impressive at O'Reilly's. I get the impression that you are very keen to ensure that all budgets are catered for. Yeah, well, that's right. Um, as I just mentioned earlier, we have just revitalised the campground yes. up on the mountain, and that's a partnership with the Queensland Government. It, it is National Park. Um, so it means now that we've got camping sites, we've got safari tents, and then we go into the retreat accommodation and we've got the villas as well. Yeah. So we've got accommodation and price points for everybody, which is really fantastic. And I was very lucky to stay in one of those villas. I've been looking at the website. What amazes me, Jane, is how cost-effective uh, your deals are, you know, even for that top-of-the-range experience in those villas. It is absolutely incredible. Yeah, and look, we just want to make sure that we can share the beautiful part of the world that we're in with as many people as possible. Yeah. Um, and we do, we're not a five-star luxury resort. We always want to have that family feel that you, we're welcoming you into our home. Yeah. Um, and so there are, you know, we could go five-star if we wanted to, but that's not really our that's not really our style. Well, you've certainly got a five-star infinity pool, I have to say. <laughs> yes. The infinity <laughs> pool is spectacular. It is yeah. absolutely spectacular. Yeah, absolutely. Did you do um, a few laps? Um, well, I kept getting distracted by the view and stopped. <laughs> so I just sort of I just sort of waddled around in the water. Yeah. <laughs> just amazing. It um you do feel like you're on top of the world uh, from that pool. Yeah. Um by the way, what's your favorite bird in the rainforest wrapped around you? I've got two, actually. One is the Regent Bowerbird. So that's yes. the black and gold emblem of O'Reilly's. Um, such vibrant colours and it, it just stands out against the rainforest when you see it flying past. The other one I love, and this is very common around the retreat, are the Crimson Rosellas because you can hand feed them. They're so friendly. And, yeah, we spent many hours as children feeding the Crimson Rosellas when we had nothing better to do. <laughs> Fantastic. Now, at the base of the range, I must mention the vineyards that uh, you guys operate as well. Tell us about those. So the vineyard, we um, purchased that property in 1998. It was just a homestead. It's on the backs of the Canungra Creek. Yep. And um, we bought two selections of land there planted some vines. We invited all of the locals up the valley and they came in their droves and helped us plant the vines and we opened in 1999. So it's a beautiful property. We do grow, um, you know, quite a variety of grapes there um, and we do picnic baskets down by the creek and, and all sorts of things. It's a really popular stop on the way up the mountain. And you can go walkies with an alpaca if you wish. <laughs> you can go walking with Ed Shearer and the alpaca or Dame Edna. <laughs> whoever you want. Um, yes, so the alpaca farm, we, we don't run the alpacas. We, we can grow grapes, but we cannot yes. we cannot sort of breed alpacas. But the alpaca farm actually used to be halfway up the mountain. Right. And um, Cyclone Debbie hit us in 2017 and closed our road for a period of time. And we were only allowed to convoy people up and down the mountain once a day. So no day trippers, but we would have 80 cars in a row and up we'd go. But we couldn't stop. So the poor old alpaca farm didn't have any visitors wow. so they they closed down and they just came and saw us at the vineyard one day and said look can we do a little pop-up farm 
and they've been there ever since. It is extraordinary the number of people who come to walk alpacas. I bet, yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. Oh, they were out in force when I visited, yeah, and um, it, it virtually felt like it was a compulsory exercise to grab an alpaca <laughs> while you were there. Um, yes. By the way, Jane, I mean, there is so much to do in your wonderful part of the world. What would your recommendation be for people who are perhaps planning a visit to the GC? They want to do all the theme parks down on the flat. Mm-hmm. In terms of staying at O'Reilly's Rainforest Retreat, what do you think? A couple of nights, two or three nights? How long should people uh, factor in? Look, when people ask me what's the best number of nights to stay, I usually say three because it gives you two full days. Yeah. So you can go, you could do a full day walk, you could do a couple of shorter walks, you could go to the day spa. You know, you can fit so many more things in if you've got two really full days. Um, yeah, there's lots to do and lots to see. So the more time you can have up there, the better. I think it is another world away, yet it's so close. Yeah. And every day is different there, I am sure. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> to find out more, just go to O'Reilly's.com.au. You will be in for a treat. Thank you very much for joining us, Jane, and all the very best for the rest of the year. Thank you so much, Mike. Thanks for having me. O'Reilly sounds incredible. It absolutely is, Chris. I love how they were so ahead of the curve, you know, decades ahead uh, of the whole ecotourism yeah, craze. Got on them. Uh, because these guys have been doing ecotourism since 1926, as 1926. you do. 1926. <laughs> now, close to Lamington National Park, another recommendation when it comes to destinations in the hinterland is Tambourine Mountain, right? Yes, if you are in need of a breather from the buzz and the bright lights of the glitter strip, uh, the green-drenched embrace of Tambourine is just sensational. It is actually Queensland's oldest national park, the third oldest national park in the world, and the plethora of walking trails uh, around Tambourine are just superb, and you are walking with the forest giants that stretch Mm. right back to Gondwana uh, days. Um, It's like a canopy world of filtered light, lots of dappled greens, the palms, the strangler figs, the epiphytes, all of those curling vines. You feel like you've got lost in the jungle, Chris. By the way, I love a good skywalk. Well, at uh, Tambourine Mountain, they've got this rainforest skywalk, which is such an effortless way to soak up the forest finery. It was built over a decade ago by the Moore family, and it's essentially um, a collection of elevated steel walkways that zip you through the upper canopy of the forest with beautiful views down to the forest floor. The highlight is the 40-metre-long cantilever that juts out into the forest uh, above Cedar Creek, and the lookout just so vividly illustrates how nature is locked in this constant tug-of-war between the giant flooded gum trees of the eucalypt forest and then the subtropical rainforest. And in the rainforest, the strangler figs are like frontline soldiers leading the charge against the invasive gums by growing on top of them and strangling them. I love the brutality of nature, Chris. (laughs) Hey, the main tourist hub in Tambourine is called Gallery Walk. What's that like? Yeah, it's fabulous. Uh, The absolute heart of the tourism trade on Tambourine and Gallery Walk lures visitors in their drives. Uh, The attraction is probably the abundance of craft shops, uh, art galleries, superb boutique wineries and eateries. I really enjoyed this place, which has got your name all over it, Chris. Granny Mac's Fudge Store. Oh, my goodness. 
their flavour range of fudge is gobstopping. And right across the road, if you like a cuckoo clock, you will be in cuckoo clock heaven at cuckoo clock's nest. And these guys um, stock authentic German cuckoo clocks and grandfather clocks. The really cool thing is every clock inside the store is set to a different time so that choppers don't go insane. Uh, Because if they all went off at the same time, I think you would go completely cuckoo. Um, Also, I have to say, Gallery Walk is slightly reminiscent of Sedona in Arizona, which is a very sort of woo-woo sort of place because Gallery Walk seems to have a whole heap of uh, new age types peddling their wares there. So you can get your crystals and your dream catchers. You can get a psychic healing if you'd like, Chris, Ooh. or maybe a metaphysical healing. So did you get a psychic healing? <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't get a psychic healing. What's a metaphysical healing? Well, apparently that's um, mind, body and spirit. All okay. Uh, wrapped into one sort of healing lesson. Not wine, body and spirit, because uh, there are quite a few wineries close by, aren't there, in Tambourine Mountain? This is true. And if you are up for some wine tasting, you can have the most fabulous day on a full day tour Mm. with pineapple tours. I went out with these guys and they will uh, pick you up either from the Gold Coast or Brisbane, actually, and take you to Tambourine Mountain. Um, They've got a swag of stunning wineries all over the mountain, and it's... um, very scenically beautiful as well, just the setting of these wineries. We went to a place called Mount Nathan Wines and Peter Gibson, who heads up the winery, navigated our small group through a really great tasting of wines. His honey wines are good and some really Mm. blood-pumping liqueurs as well. Um, I was very impressed by the ginger honey wine. Very, very strong. And Peter said he reckons their ginger honey wine would give COVID a run for its money because it's so potent. It's been a massive seller in the past year, the ginger honey wine at Mount Nathan. Mm, sounds like it could be almost as good as the vaccine. Now, any other standouts? Uh, Cedar Creek Estate, uh, absolutely superb experience there. They've got this um, magnificent estate, 22 acres of lush and leafy uh, gardens and forest. It's just beautiful, really good stop for lunch. You can't go wrong with their calamari. And uh, their patriarch, the boss of the vineyard at uh, Cedar Creek, is this 88-year-old called John Penglis, who used to work in uh, television, um, and he is just the natural comic. He just regaled us over lunch with the most hilarious jokes. He should still be on stage at 88. (laughs) Um, And another really good stop is a place called Witches Fall Winery. But the interesting thing about Tambourine Mountain wineries is that even though um, their cellar doors and the operations are on Tambourine Mountain, the grapes are grown four hours west of the Gold Coast in a place called Stanthorpe on the Granite Belt, So I thought that was quite unusual um, where you've got these magnificent wineries you can go to, but the actual vineyards are many hours away. It's quite a few good distilleries around there though too, isn't there? Yeah. If you do want to give your palate a change, pop into Tambourine Mountain Distillery, which is based on Gallery Walk, which we were just talking about. Mm. And these guys have won so many awards, locally, nationally, and internationally. Um, And they've been going since about 1993, but they do liqueurs, vodkas, schnapps, rum, gins. And a bit like the fudge at at Mac's, Their flavour range is just off the charts. I was sampling 
caramel vodka, uh, chocolate mint and eucalyptus gum leaf vodka, all sorts of really wacky flavours. But the really good thing about doing the day tour with Pineapple Tours is that obviously you don't have to worry about the driving. Um, You'll glean lots (laughs) of really interesting insights about Tambourine Mountain. Uh, You're whisked around in the luxury minivans. It's just a really nice indulgent day. Highly recommend it. I do like the sound of chocolate mint and (laughs) eucalyptus gum leaf vodka. That sounds like um, a good potent to fix your cold. Anyway, that's it for now. We hope you enjoyed our spotlight on the mighty Gold Coast. Love the Gold Coast. Be sure to like us on our Facebook page. The show notes are also available on the website at kiwitripsters.co.nz. Plus, we would love you to rate and review Kiwi Tripsters on the podcast service of your choice. Our feature article is on roaming the best of the Gold Coast down on the uh, the beach and up in the bush. They are all available on fortheloveoftravel.nz. The website has been given a a major makeover, looking very fresh and vibrant. Be sure to check it out. We'll have to look at that. We hope to catch you again in a couple of weeks' time. And that's a wrap for this episode of Kiwi Tripsters. Liked what you listened to? Then join us for our next episode of Kiwi Tripsters, where we bring you more travel inspiration, giveaways, and insider knowledge with expert guests on the show. Connect with us on Facebook and Instagram, and visit us on kiwitripsters.co.nz. But most importantly, subscribe and comment on Apple Podcasts, and tell us what you think of our show. Till next time, safe travels. Safe travels.